Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 173 of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. And this week, we are going to be having an interview that's reviewing my practice and systems with my personal dental coach, Miss Holly Bryant. But, as always, before we get started into this week's episode, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Miss Meredith cooper Jones in her Lily outfit. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us week after week. Before we get started on this awesome episode with Holly Bryant, if you don't know her, she's the best. Um, I do have a review for us. This is from Mr. Teeth. It says, T-Bone is my absolute favorite. Awesome perspective on life and dentistry. Very motivating and inspiring. Keep the content coming, T-Bone. I thought you were going to read my review, yeah. my own <laughs> Maybe review. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> my own review I gave of the podcast. Don't give that away. I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell us what's going on in the world of 3D dentists. So, you know who sponsors this podcast, yeah. right? We are sponsored by 3D dentists. And we've had a great start to the year. Uh, five courses in January, seven courses so far this year. I know I have to say what I know. What I know is the best part of the month for you was starting that implant continuum. Yeah, you know, um, there are two programs that we've done so far that so far that I absolutely love. Uh, one is the Millennial Mastermind. Uh, it's an ongoing six month program, so I have constant communication with the nine attendees, the nine participants this year, and I hope uh, that we're making. I know we're making a difference in their practice and uh, helping them move forward. And then to get started on the digital implant continuum was uh, pretty awesome. I know uh, oftentimes people uh, have this vision that, you know, as a dental leader or as a speaker or all of these things that we've just got everything figured out. And uh, the digital implant continuum, which is our training program for those who are new, absolutely new to implants but want to be in implantology in the digital world, has been over two years in the making. And... Uh, I've scheduled it and unscheduled it. <laughs> I've gotten afraid. I've had imposter syndrome, wondering if people wanted to learn this from me, if I had any business teaching this. Uh, would we have enough content? Would we be able to make it, you know, I want to make everything spectacular. And um, so it's been two years. And I think uh, at the end of the day, what really made it happen was we just put a date on it. We had and I somebody, sold the tickets. You had no choice. <laughs> we had somebody sign up, and I was like, okay, I guess we're making this happen. And uh, what did you think of the program, Meredith? Oh, it was it was great. I'm really excited to see these dentists grow. 
um, even from the first day to the third day of the first weekend was eye opening and it was definitely changing for all of them. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing very good at 3d dentists. I'm, I'm, uh, very proud of what, where we've come and what we've become. And really it's just a reflection of my practice. But with that being said, um, the truth is, is, uh, I am, uh, a mere human being, uh, with a weight problem <laughs> and a, a very dark tan <laughs> that I would like to have <laughs> <laughs> that, that some people would kill for. And I would walk out with, uh, <laughs> uh I'm constantly uh, trying to get a tan <laughs> and, um, but what does come at the expense of the success with 3D dentists is uh, my energy and motivation in the practice. And over the last few years, I have certainly been less motivated in my office. Uh, we're doing well, uh, but in my opinion, we're not hitting our potential. We've moved away from some of the things uh, that got us there, some of the things that made us that unique and different. And, um, you know, it was time for me to bring somebody in. And, you know, the truth is, is I have the choice of probably bringing in any personal consultant, coach, whatever you want to call them in. Uh, I could get them for free. I could uh, do any of those things. But I chose Holly and I paid for it. She didn't even give me a discount. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her for not giving me a discount, to be quite honest with you. But I chose her because she does to me what I probably do to other people, and that is she push does. them and make them uncomfortable. And she pushes me and makes me uncomfortable uh, in ways that other people just haven't been able to do. She's a pusher. She does it to everyone. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And uh, we've had her in the practice before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we saw a big boost then. And then, as usual, I said, I can do it myself. And then uh, so now we went back to bring her into the office. And I see no harm in admitting that we need a coach, uh, that our practice isn't achieving the potential that I hope for it, uh, and that uh, we have some growth to do. And the beauty of it is, is there, there's so much potential. And I think, uh, what do you think? The team uh, responded well to her first visit? Oh, yeah. I think it was an eye-opener for all of them. Most only maybe two or three of us had had her before. Right. And there's 12 of us working in the office. So yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So it was new to most people. We kind of gave everyone a forewarning. We were like, <laughs> brace yourselves. <laughs> but yeah. I think it was really good. I think yeah. everybody is excited to move forward. Well, enough talk about it. Let's get to our interview this week with Miss Holly Bryant, episode 173 of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. I'm joined today by Holly Bryant. Holly, how are you doing? I'm awesome. Holly, uh, you always make me uncomfortable, which is why I always like being around you. Well, it makes me so uncomfortable. Well, you push me in ways that most people don't push me or bother to push me or care to push me, uh, which is important. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. I wanted to talk today about, you know, I want to be a little bit personal and a little bit vulnerable about some things. Um, uh, 2019 was a good year for me. Okay, I did very well. Uh, 3D dentist did good. My wife's practice did good. I put attention to those things. Uh, but when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Uh, and an area that I said no to a little bit was my practice. And part of that is because my practice has been successful, has been high performing, and it was successful and it was high performing in 2019. But I felt like I've taken some steps backwards. 
And what I've always believed is that when you don't reach where you want to reach, it's not some fancy trick or some fancy thing that's going to get you there. It's really probably looking at some of the fundamentals in your practice. And one thing I've realized very clearly uh, this year is that I have a bandwidth issue. Um, I don't have the bandwidth I had 10 years ago. Absolutely. I have a 14-year-old. I have a 12-year-old. I have a 10-year-old. Um, you know, I'm at a different stage in my life. So uh, I wanted to bring you in to coach our practice, and I wanted to uh, give our listeners an insight into some of the things that we're, we're noticing and some of the things that we're doing about it. And what I would like to do, as long as things go pretty well, <laughs> some things I'm a little uncomfortable with, but that's okay. We got to get uncomfortable, is I would like to have some uh, quarterly updates as you come in to visit about where we're at and what we're doing. And and for me, it's not necessarily about how much money or how much growth it is. I'm not measuring that right now. That's, that's not the most important thing to me. Uh, the most important thing to me is feeling that my practice is where I want it to be. And uh, I feel like maybe the last six to seven months, it's moved a little bit away from that. Uh, I feel like I'm working harder, not smarter, sure. which is uh, a big problem for me. So let's talk about some of the things that you noticed and observed in the office today. Well, um, for me, it's, this is customizable, mm -hmm. customizable. Sorry about that. Yeah. And when doctors feel uncomfortable about what the pulse of their practice and what's going on, um, we back it up with some data to prove that yeah. it's actually what's happening. Um, I, you and I both have agreements and disagreements well, on okay. mindset. I don't always feel like you got to give up something to get something else. Um, we just have to figure out how to replace ourselves. Right. But when we talk about in terms of replacing ourselves, truly replacing everything we do right. with someone else, not replacing the mechanics of what we do. Yeah. And I would say that I've done a good job, not great. But a good, a good, probably by most standards, very good job of replacing some of the basic dentistry that I don't want to do. Absolutely. Okay. I, I've done a, good a job. phenomenal job at that. Pretty good. And okay. you've been really doing that well. I think the last time we were together was a few years ago. Right. And you've done really well on some non-negotiable things that yeah. you've stuck to. These are things I'm, I'm totally giving away. These are things I really want to make someone else successful. But I think where I haven't worked on replacing myself well enough is on the leadership in the practice. And that's that I think that's probably quite frankly my number one challenge in the practice is that uh uh while I'm a good leader, I, I do believe I'm a good leader, uh, I am focused in leading in other areas and the practice is what 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 I hate to use the word suffer, but it's what gets the least attention right now. Absolutely. And and so today uh, the observation was to back up the feelings that you had. Right. And I backed them up with some facts, correct? Right, absolutely. So talk. let's talk about it. What, what, what did you no notice? So some facts are some things that we noticed was our, our billing system, our AR. Mm -hmm. um, we are not tightened up like we should be. Sure. We're not following the system that has successfully built your business. That's correct. And that may have come from uh, change of management, mm -hmm. change of mm -hmm. administrative positions, and over the changes, uh, systems get diluted if they're not properly trained on. 
And, and AR is a system that's very easy to kind of forget about because, you know, one of the things we look at is the bank account growing. Right. Bank so, account's good. Hey, why do I got to go ask a question? Right. Why do and, I got to put my finger on that pulse yeah. if my bank account looks nice? Yeah. But if your bank account looks nice because many other business adventures, or even let's or not, the let's, bank account looks nice because I've done, you know, four hybrids this quarter. Right. A lot of things can disguise the bank account to look nice and doctors get deceived by that. And and they they trust. What should but AR look like in always, a practice? We should always verify. Right. Absolutely. Right? You got to delegate but not abdicate. Abdicate whatever it is, right? You teach it. Yeah, Preach it, baby. I get it. So what <laughs> what I think AR should look like one times monthly revenue. Absolutely. You yeah. know it, it's innately in your head. This is what we do. But now when you verify that into your yeah. practice system, does it look like that? No, it doesn't right now. Right. So then so. immediately you start going, why doesn't it? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Yeah, because we've broken down it's we've broken down systems. So right. to me, AR comes down to uh, one issue is you're not collecting at the time of service. Absolutely. Okay. And I don't I don't think that's our biggest issue. Nope. I think our biggest issue is is we're probably not following up on the back end when insurance doesn't pay as much or whatever it may right. be. Okay. Oh, so, I'll collect it in six months. I know they're on the schedule yeah, for hygiene. Sure. Minor things. Ten dollars right. here, twenty dollars there, fifty dollars here. It adds up. Next thing you know, you're at three hundred thousand right. dollars. I made a phone call, but man, next month I'm so busy I didn't have time to make right. phone calls. Absolutely. So, uh, all right. So you notice the AR issue. Okay. What yes, else? Absolutely. Um, hygiene recall. Okay. Uh, you all brought an enormous amount of new patients into the practice last year. Yeah. I think almost 400 some new patients last year. So that's a, a large that's quantity. That's new patient of, hygiene patients. Yeah. That's a large quantity of new pa- patients coming in for a new patient experience, but they're only a new patient one time, right. but never, you know, uh, a hygiene recall system works two ways. It works with what my hygienists are doing every day. Right. So at the chair, they're rescheduling. They're not asking, do you yeah. want to rebook? But your we're doing, I think we're, we're, I know, I don't think, I know we're doing a 
pretty good job there. That number is north of 80%. And, that's and I know the, we want it north of 90 or whatever, but 80% But is the difference between 80% and 90% is one word. One that's word. Yeah. It's one word. What's that, that 10% is the word let's. Yeah. Ms. Jones, let's go ahead and get this next appointment on the books. It creates a proactive effect. It creates urgency. But when I walk into a practice and I hear a hygienist who's a good hygienist say, do you want to rebook your next appointment? By the way, 10% is like 200 patients. So 10% at 200 patients at $200 per patient, that's only hygiene revenue. What about treatment planning revenue loss? That's the difference between a good year and a great year. Or even more because there's a higher tendency for those patients to find another dentist. Absolutely. The market's big and a lot of doctors are super smart and they're doing a lot of marketing. So they will take your patients if you're not going to keep your patients. So relationships are important, but one word, the word let's, implies urgency, importance, value. The word, you know, but so many times I hear a hygienist just say, you know, Dr. Agarwal, would would you like to go ahead and book your next appointment? As if you have a choice. Okay. As if there's not really that much importance on it. So to me, hygiene recall is two parts. So two parts. Part one is on the the front end. Absolutely. And then the back end. And then the back end of, you know, there's great systems out there that allow us to constantly keep our finger on what our reappointment rates are and who's due, things like that. But then there's the good old manual way of pulling the report and calling and actually picking up the phone and saying, I love you and I have a relationship with you and you're important to me. Who should be doing that in the office? And I want to. Hygiene coordinators are phenomenal people. It ha- I, I really like it to have an assigned duty. Mm-hmm. Everybody's responsible for answering the phone that's in an administrative position or a coordinating position, but I really want to have a point person doing it because if so, then I can hold that person accountable. So, so you don't think it should be the hygienist necessarily? If they have a broken appointment and they have an hour of free time, yeah. their value is better served I find calling that some urgency, recalling I, on treatment. I agree with you. Absolutely. Okay? But I find that in reality, that becomes unbelievably hard. Number one, you have to assume that they're going to drop what do actually. They're, usually what I find is that they're busy catching up on sterilization, sure, busy writing notes, busy, busy doing the other things. Sure. That, that, uh, the, the other things of dentistry, the that daily are tasks. Yeah. But guess what? That's an ongoing fight, not just with you, with everybody. everybody Every yeah. businessman no, no in dentistry. Yeah. And for me, we we get divas of dentistry that say, mm-hmm. I should never do sterilization. No. Yeah, I don't want to go down this road. We don't want to yeah. go down that road. Yeah. But guess what? I look and I monetize my hygienist to say, where's their next most profitable procedure that they can do if they're not physically providing care. It's providing care for the future. Future care. And building it up, right? Right. So, but I, what I do like, and we'll get into what yeah, some of the absolutely. things that we're changing is, is I, I believe that it should be assigned to a front office team member. Absolutely. Yeah. But they definitely collaborate. They definitely ask for support. Yeah. So there might be a few patients that, hey, this is the patient I need you to call. You have a absolutely. great relationship with them. But somebody on the front end needs to own that. Yes. What? And ownership in the practice allows you, everybody wants to please their CEO. Mm-hmm. So if I can. You know, I have a problem with that. But if term. I know you do, but if you'll own it, uh, it you won't be as uncomfortable Look, at I, our next I'll argue that most dentists are not CEOs. One, we don't have the training. Two, we don't need that level of training. And three, you can't truly be a CEO if you're the actual operator of your practice. So the CEO of McDonald's doesn't actually flip burgers. He may have, he or she may have at one time, 
But to me, to really be a CEO of a dental practice, you have to almost essentially stop doing dentistry because you need to take on a leadership role within the office. So I, I, I just don't, I don't believe I'm a CEO. Uh, I believe I'm, I'm working on the mind shift there. Sure. You know, though, sure. I, you and I always, go I'm not back saying to I don't, shouldn't do things that CEOs do yeah. or I shouldn't be, but I don't, I just don't like, I don't like how easily people throw around the term, be the CEO of your practice. When the truth is, is if your practice is open for 32 hours a week, and you're working on patients 32 hours a week, you, by definition, cannot be a CEO of your practice. Absolutely. I agree so, with that. But let's not, let's so, not go, go down. We're, we're both rabbit hole seekers. We are. There. So but, what's next? So we talked about uh, accounts receivable. We've mm -hmm. talked about the pulse of okay. your hygiene, right. of your hygiene recall. Um, I look and I say, wow, I'm still following the steps. Tarun's still following the steps. He's got monthly meetings on the yeah. books. He's got um, morning huddles mm -hmm. on the books. But they become stale. And they become diluted. Whatever you want to Not call it. I call it stale. He, you call it stale. I call it the potency, the value of them have been lost nope. because we're missing some of those key components that actually was a reason, the push of why we did the huddle. Yeah. The huddle is the But game isn't that plan. normal for people to get off track? Yeah, because it's it's like a marriage. We get relaxed. Mm -hmm. I love you. You love me. We know each other. We get each other. I can look at you. You can wink three times and, and move your eyebrow twice, and I know what that means. Right. You know, when I see that face, I get it. When I see your eyes move a certain way, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. He wants me to hurry and move on. And eventually, we lost what the effectiveness really was because of our level of comfort. Yeah, it's been and 20 years in practice. The you got comfortable and you well, really became tired of hearing well, some of the things that the rest of your team needs. Part, to part of the challenge is I don't go to morning huddles anymore because I drop my kids to right. school. So, so we'll talk about how to fix that. But that also comes back to what I said is right. I, I didn't do a good job of replacing myself on the leadership side yes. of the practice. So, so we've gotten away from some of the fundamentals of, of why right. we're having the meetings. We're going through the motions of having the meetings, but they're not nearly as effective or as focused as we need them right. to be. Right. And so they're all there. Yeah. They're just not being utilized to the level that Basic stuff. that makes it super valuable. All right, next. So those are a huge piece. Um, the next one's really insurance plans of evaluating, mm -hmm. uh, are they, how valuable are they? Are we losing money by accepting this plan? Mm -hmm. um, are we in a place to where you have outgrown a plan or we need to kind of shift patients to another provider in your practice? and um, pull you outside of a network so then you continue to grow who you are okay and your associates continue to grow who they are all right so we looked at four things absolutely now, i, I want to be clear with people uh -huh. <laughs> these are very <laughs> no no but be these, clear but these are basic things i'm i don't look i don't want people to think like well why do you hire somebody or bring somebody in to look at such basic things right. but uh, the analogy i use and some people will get it and some won't is when you first go to a swing coach for your golf swing yeah. the first thing they evaluate is your alignment your stance your grip your basic fundamentals of your swing right Absolutely. so what we're doing here is we're evaluating the first basic fundamental areas of the practice and also they happen to be around areas that i'm I myself am recognizing that these are the areas that I noticed that we're lacking in right. and that we need to address because truth is, is we can't get into more advanced areas until we have good firm foundation. 
And, and so we've got to have a good foundation because we can't get to very large complex cases beyond one or two people doing them. Absolutely. You can't get to multiple people doing them without a good foundation in place of all of these things. You can't get a third hygienist or fourth hygienist if you don't have a good recall system in right. place. You know, you can't do some of those things that I know that we need to and want to do. So you're my practice. golf guy. Yeah. And I love that. Well, I, you know, I kind of go to something even more basic. A homeowner. If you're going to own a home, you can't just <laughs> expect to buy it and it's going to be hold its value and it's going to be great and amazing for the next 30 years you make payments on it. It right? doesn't? Right. <laughs> There's things we do to constantly keep it yeah. at its value, but also to increase its value. And to maintain. And maintain. Yeah. So even though we're living in it every day and we're comfortable inside of it, we want to keep it at its peak value. We want okay. to grow it and keep it. Um, if things get old, we replace them. Right. Man, I've walked into doctor's offices and look around and I immediately know what kind of personality I'm dealing with based on what the furniture in the waiting room looks like. Does mine look okay? Right now it looks great, but yeah. we're going to be on the brink in about a year and a half. Yeah. Because it's been about three planning. years. It's been about three years since we need to start planning on yeah. it's time. Just talk kimono. It'll be taken yeah. care of. All done. right. So now let's let's give the listeners a look into some of the things that we're going to be doing uh, for the we're going to be focused on for the next couple of months. Okay. So immediately for you mm -hmm. is we have to replace you not just as um, a service provider, but a leader. Right. But I can't have you sacrificing other areas of your life. One thing that we know is non-negotiable is you're going to take your time off, right? Yep. Uh, You've got my, kids. Uh, my wife is making me take the time off. Yes, but you have kids. You have, yeah. they all have needs. You yeah, when you have a 14, world. a 12, a 10-year-old kid and a wife, uh, uh, you got to have time off. But these are crucial years. Yes, more so now than ever. Because right now is really building the foundation of a relationship of are they going to, right now they still like you and yeah. they still think you might be corny dad, but they like you and they're not embarrassed to be too oh, seen forced, with you. They're forced to do all those things. And they yeah. still need you because right. you're, <laughs> you basically well, put, my daughter feed needed, them. My daughter needed $25 this morning for her lost ID. Right. So they need you. So yeah. right now you have their attention. You need to keep their attention and the relationship part is super important. So. Right. We're not sacrificing the personal life. Okay. Got to have it, it's right? It's non-negotiable. Yeah. Non-negotiable. You're building other business streams of revenue, right? Right, absolutely. That have given other dentists, other um, fulfilling um, pieces of, of, of what you're searching for as an entrepreneur. Right. But also as a dentist who wants to give back, correct? Absolutely. Okay. 3D so dentist is very important to me. Not going to give... Not sacrificing, can't sacrifice that, well, right? It can't be as focused on it as, as yeah, absolutely. Right, but you got to just keep replacing yourself and 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 we've done a good job of that in 2019. Fantastic yeah. job of that, fantastic. So in the practice, we have to do the exact same thing. So I don't need more days from you, right? But I need your finger back on the pulse, right? In other words, I got to be an active leader in the office. So then you're like, Holly, that's the multi-million dollar question. How do I do sure. that without having to show up and be there every single day? Or like you said, I'm not at the huddle. I can't mm -hmm. be. You got to take your kids to school, right? right? You're the, you are the chauffeur. Uh, in the morning, you're the I'm school the bus, right? Yeah. School bus. So if you're the school bus and you know, and you tell me, not going to be there. So how do we get it accountable and hold it accountable? So things that I love to do is I love to use technology. So I'm not going to mess up your car time with your kids. Right. 
because that's its own sideshow, right? <laughs> yeah. Might get famous one day. Never. But I'm going to, but it's great. It's making great memories. So, but we can video it for accountability. Right. So you can go back and look at the plays and make sure they're still doing well, it. Well, technically, can spot I can, check it. technically, the morning huddle is on my drive from school to the office. Yes. So in, in theory, I could listen in. You uh, could, but yeah. I don't want you to. All I want you to do is make them video it so then we hold them accountable because they know they're on video, right? right. Yeah. And then when you get to the office, if you want to take 10 minutes to watch it, then I'm going to encourage you to do that. Okay. But I can't distract you from your children. Right. Because if I make you listen and yeah. log in, yeah. then it defeats the purpose of why you were there with the kid. Yeah. Why, why you're the school the, bus. Yeah, why I'm dropping the school. Right. Why you're sacrificing your time uh, from not having that amazing seven to three schedule mm -hmm. because you made a family sacrifice to say, I want that quality time with my kids. Right. So okay. I don't want to dilute that quality time. So accountability is huge. So if it's a video, you can watch it when you walk in the door, right? Gotcha. Great. Watch it, but then they're going to be peak performers because they know you're watching. Okay. You're not distracted because you will give it attention for 10 minutes when you walk in the door. And you'll be up to speed on what's going on. Okay. Correct? So we've figured out how to replace you in the huddle and hold them accountable to the highest level, right? Right. This works for you. Is it going to work for every doctor? You don't know. We, we know that there is a way. Correct? Yeah, but we know it's a way. Right. So that's how we're going to fix one thing. Right. Two, how do you keep your finger on the pulse? Yeah, there's stuff like dental intel, practice, practice by, by numbers, numbers. All that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you name it, it's out there. I've always believed that those programs have a, a masterful place in practices. Absolutely. But we have to earn the right to get to there. To use them. Okay. And I think there's a value in learning and doing things manually for a period of time before you allow technology to come in. To automate it, yeah. right? But then there's also that level of manual. If we don't learn that, what happens if that technology piece is malfunctioning one day? Or we decide to stop paying for it. Or we, if we forget to pay our bill yeah. and they pause us. Right. What happens? All of a sudden, we can't do it. We don't know what to do. So we have to learn the good old manual labor piece. Gotcha. So, so we're going to focus on how we're going to work on our AR. So our plan of action from what you said to me is that we're going to assign a person, Madison in our case, to be responsible for AR on a monthly basis. So AR is two parts. Okay. So Madison is going to be responsible for my aging claims. The back end. The back end. Right. The money that she's going to work, um, the calls to the insurance company. It's going to be her project mm -hmm. in between patients as an administrator. She's going to coordinate um, those calls. She's going to work uh, the first of every month. She's going to work her 90-day aging claims. The second week of every month, she's okay. going to work her 60 to 89. Okay. okay? Third week of the month, we're going to go down, and we're going to work our 31 to what? 15 days. Whatever. whatever. It is, yeah. the, and then the fourth week, we're going to work on our current because it will have been out. A third, almost 30 days of every Right. Month. Then yeah. – the next month, we're going to start again. Every so, time she does it, she's going to enter a note. So we're going to re-implement a system, re have an owner, a champion of that system. A champion. Yeah. And she's going to know her score because she's going to be able to report at the monthly meeting, here's where I started, here's how many calls I was able to make, here's the money I recaptured for the practice. Yeah. Now she just monetized this system, right? Okay. We're going to work on our recall? Well, we're going to work on the other part of AR, okay. which is going to be our manager. 
okay. is going to really make sure that we are working on our collections portion of things. Right. Both play into each other. So, so well, the collections portion creates half the AR. Right. The back so we're going to work on our collections. We're right. going to make sure that people are payment paying their payment plans. Yeah. That we don't have Which any we, failing we, credit cards. Y'all are phenomenal at that. 95, 96%. Absolutely. And I'm fine with payment yeah. plans as long as we have cards on file. Yeah. Phenomenal. Which we do. Yeah. So, but we've got to make sure that we're uh, balanced billing mm -hmm. when a check is posted. I love it. We've got to make sure that we're sending out statements every month and we got to make sure that we're working those past due amounts and we're collecting that. So we start with the oldest and we work from the oldest to the newest. By the end of the month, People who had 15 days to pay now are past due. Mm -hmm. So we're able to call and collect those payments. And we're going to work it every single month. You're never going to give up on that system, right? Right. It's a fundamental of a business. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's a practice or not. Um, you're, you're it's manager. easy for me to say that when we, we've gone easy. through this before and then slowly things get out of whack. Yeah, because it feels good and things are going well. Yeah. Things are great. So we just back it up with data. So that's our accounts receivable that we're really going to handle, and we've given ourselves some champions, and they're going to track their scores, okay. right? So that will help you to know, are we doing better, worse, where are we at? Okay. Everybody has something to report. Now, so we've got our AR, we've got our hygiene recall, we've figured out how we're going to do our um, daily meetings. Right. Never really talked about the fact that you're at split schedule, so you're running two huddles right. every day. Right. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So uh, right. one of the things I wanted to do, it's a trial. Like, to me, everything's an experiment. Right. Okay. Everything's subject to change with me in my life. Okay. Um, I believe, uh, I firmly believe that as dental practices, we have to meet our patients and we have to be more consumer focused and patient sure. friendly. Uh, I believe with the influx of DSOs into North Carolina um, and with dental practices that are open day and night, literally, uh, we have to be a little bit more available for our patients. So we've gone to a schedule of seven to three and 10 to six. Sure. So what, I, what we've accomplished by doing that, and we're doing that three days a week, is we've added three hours per day to our schedule because we have now the seven to eight hour. Absolutely. We have the one to two hour because we don't have lunch anymore. And we have the five to six hour. Sure. So we've added three hours a week, a day times three days. So we've added nine hours uh, uh, a week of patient time availability without increasing our team overhead. We've given our team a chance to have some time to get life done. Like they've already commented, Hey, I can actually pick my kids up from school right. or Hey, I can go get a workout in Absolutely. in the morning. So we're seeing some of the benefits of that. And frankly, it's also relieved some of the congestion in the office. It's a little bit quieter at, at the seven to 10 point and a little quieter at the three to six point uh, than it was in the past. So uh, I'm already seeing the benefits of that. So you made a couple mentions of some really key points. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. 
You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. There that doctors have to be aware of. Right. You say it very nonchalantly <laughs> and very casual that it's all good, but doctors have to hear the, the warning on the label. Right. Warnings. If we're not meeting our goals, don't extend your hours. Right. Right? Because then it just dilutes yeah, right. your hourly goal. Uh, I'm not a big, yeah. So, yeah. but what we're doing in your practice by doing this is we're able to, you, you made some key points. We didn't increase our staff overhead, nope, right? Practice no, no, overhead. No team, team overhead, overhead did yeah, not increase. That's correct. We fixed a congestion issue that was happening, it's right? It's a big congestion issue. And a huge piece for you is noise control. If right. it feels really busy and really loud. I don't like it. That makes you uncomfortable. Right. Absolutely. So we're trying to create an atmosphere, a higher a end, a calm, a really different um, feeling. Yeah. I, don't want my, I don't want my lobby to ever be full. Right. So by doing that... Um, we're, we're, we, we haven't increased staff cost. We have fixed a congestion issue, right? right absolutely. But we've also given you still the autonomy of being, a, a, a solo provider at the times when you have an early morning, right. that's your time with patients and you, and you run hygiene and you run your part when you're there by yourself. And then it gives your associate some time to be a, a, a an individual provider. Right, he gets his leadership time. And his time to really start trying on that for a fit, correct? Right, absolutely. So those are huge pieces. Warning, doctors. Follow the warning. Well, I so. think I think the other piece of that is, is we, look, when I started in dentistry in 1999, offices were open four days a week, 32 absolutely. hours a week, Monday to Friday, eight to, I'm sorry, Monday to Thursday, eight to five in North Carolina. And now it's not uncommon to see practices almost all of them open five days a week. Absolutely. And now it's not uncommon to see practices being open early and or late hours, not as in late into the night, right. but at least We're some. starting to follow a little bit of medical and medicine model, which they set the precedence for this. consumer-minded. Right. Consumers it want to come. It is consumers, but it's also uh, shift work. Yeah. I mean, what other, what other facilities, what other areas of business don't have shifts? Yeah. We and can have shift work. We need to. We so we to. can be consumer-minded that way. So yeah. those are some key warnings on this, is you're doing a great job and you made this decision, but you made it for the right reasons, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we got our warning. Right. So we're fixing, uh, so we went into some shifts. We, we're working on our AR, right? right? Working on our hygiene recall. We got our huddles squared up. Right. Now we got to work on our level of communication. Right. So huge piece. And of, when you say communication, are you referring to patient communication or inter-team member communication? Inter-team member communication. Okay. Um, as far as collaboration, keeping everybody as a whole and as a unit. You all do great. You still wear the earpieces. You're still talking. You're still calling. I love that. Great. Too much talking, but yeah. Sometimes, yes, too much talking. But that's, that's a little game. bit of refinement, a little tightening up that yeah. we can do 
to remind everybody what those uh, headsets are for. Heads up, they're for, you know, quick briefings, not so much yeah. um, what we're ordering at Starbucks, right? That's correct. And joke of the day. and Or what we want for lunch. Right. That's why we don't have a lunch anymore. But yeah. We don't need to determine what we want. Yeah. Talk so, about lunch, we'll get rid of lunch. Get rid of lunch. We're yeah. never talking about lunch again. Right. So, but... It's always keeping everybody communicating because you all are doing higher level cases and by doing bigger, more complex cases, it takes more providers doing it, right? Right. And we can't just stop the world and have a sit down meeting. We have to learn to use our technology. So we're going to kind of bring um, all of our Google Docs and everything that, that we we've use been using, and, yeah. that you've been using. We're not getting rid of that, but we're going to bring them under one umbrella. So we're going to do Slack. We're going to do Slack. And it's it's a free app, but it allows us to 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 communicate, to have threads, to have a, a thread for our practice protocols and keep everybody accountable for the systems we implement, right? And there's historical data if somebody ever says historical data, search yeah. anything. Yeah. We can upload documents, we can attach it to our calendars. Um, it's we can share the keys or we can change the locks, right? Right. So if I love you, you're in. I don't love you anymore. We if can you're about you to out. get fired, you've already been kicked off Slack, right? <laughs> no joke. So the day before, right? The day before you're gone. All right. So no chance to download anything, yeah. right? But it, but it's going to keep us talking. It's going to keep us. Um, some doctors have the traditional text messaging, right? Yeah. Group text. Yeah. Now, we've had that. We've had it D at night. You've got something important to say, but you're trying to be respectful of everybody's time, yeah. and now you need to everybody to acknowledge that they received your message, right? right. So you could have 14 text messages from one small request that you send right. out, correct? That's not always great to hear ding, 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 ding. So yeah. this way. Most of them turn it off anyway. Right, or ignore you. Right. And then you don't know if everybody got the message. So this just is going to keep us accountable. We're going to be able to hold accountability to the systems because they're written down, um, they're uploaded there, and then we're going to keep our finger on the pulse. All right. Right. And I think the other thing that we decided that we're going to do, and it's not, look, none of this stuff is stuff that I'm like not wanting to do. It's just a matter of executing. And sometimes, sometimes, quite frankly, it's just confirmation. Sometimes we just need somebody to tell us it's going to be okay. And I think this next one is one that I just need somebody to tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, so our practice is in network with seven different PPOs. Yep. Okay. I'm in network with four. I dropped MetLife, which is the worst of the worst in North Carolina, at least in our area it is. Uh, so I think uh, 2020 is the year that I personally uh, drop out of network uh, for everything. Right. So probably within three months from now, I should be out of network for all plans. Me. Just you. Disclaimer. Not, not the practice. Disclaimer. Yeah. Don't make this decision, doctors, until yeah. you've evaluated it. Yeah. And until you've really seen what the effects of your practice and what uh, where you're at in your career, yeah. right, is you're trying to shift, trying to shift some business towards really making sure that your associate is um, going to be working yeah. at their fullest potential so that they can prepare for partnership, right? Absolutely. And, so, and, but, but also part of it is I want to get paid for my work. Absolutely. I want to be able to get paid for the level of dentistry that I'm doing. And I don't want the confines of insurance. Now, if I needed it to survive, you better damn believe I would take it. Sure. And, and I would, I'll argue to people that I don't believe in dropping insurances as a practice necessarily. 
but and we're not. So we're dropping it so, as a single provider. Right. Patients can all my MetLife patients can still come to the practice. My Delta patient can still come to the practice. All of that can continue to happen. And they and many of them will stay with you because they love you. Sure. And that all that does is it increases your collections rate. It yep. it, it makes your per hour rate go up. The practice doesn't suffer, right? No one's losing their jobs. The teams are not going to suffer. But it's a pretty easy change to increase your bottom line mm-hmm. and keep you from having to go um, hardcore back in the practice. Right, and absolutely. we're shifting some relationships. Yeah. So yeah, practice will still stay busy. Uh, practice will still make money. So, But you, you'll you make your money a little differently inside of the practice. Absolutely. And you and I have talked about this. You've been ready for a while. Yeah. But sometimes just some, just hearing that you're ready and actually gotta, getting ready. Listen, I think I think the hardest part of everything is just pulling the trigger. Sure. To be quite honest with you. And and I, I had such fear when I dropped MetLife two years ago. And your non- practice grew though non- two issue. years ago. Non- right? Yeah, exactly. It grew. I mean non non issue whatsoever. Um, you know, we lost a few, no question, but uh, it was a non issue. So I, I don't think it'll be a big issue at the end of the day. So I'm confident it's not going to be an issue. It yeah. will be, it, it, it takes zero um, real hardcore thoughtfulness to do this because you're not going to lose them out of the practice. Well, Holly, I've enjoyed having you here for a couple of days. I look forward to, I think you'll be back in a couple of months. We'll be back in two. In two months. Yep. So And we'll, then we'll reconvene. We'll give people an update on where we're at. If you don't hear from Holly in two months, that'll tell you what's <laughs> happened there. Really? <laughs> Uh, you're no, right i no. might have fired you by yeah, then. you might have oh, you tell might have, the disclaimer. You might have come to a mutual senses. relationship right 100 percent. Okay. and i don't think either one of either way that'll happen <laughs> or i'll or the reverse would happen oh. but uh you know I, i'm excited i'm excited to to move forward to tighten up yeah. okay and i i think tighten up is not about removing expenses or any of that i think tighten up is about getting back to the fundamental things. And it's so easy. Look, it's so easy. You add implants to your office, you add sleep to your practice, you add ortho to your practice, you add a new person to your practice. You have one person turn over here. You have one person, you know, get pregnant and have this change there. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's not the it's not the same practice that you had just a few short years ago. Right. And to me, it's always the first step to moving forward is to reflect on the fundamentals, get those in order, get those tightened up, and then you're able to really, really soar moving forward. The exciting part of all of this is is that you didn't wait until you lost a million dollars. Oh, sure. Practice. Or we didn't wait till or the practice was declining or anything like that. You didn't wait but, until... But I will argue that the practice is... De- if it's not growing 5% per year, uh, then it's declining. Absolutely. So, so uh, I think... Uh, you know, we had a flat year. I can give you all the reasons we had a flat year. Sure. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we had a flat year. Uh, we had eight weeks where we had one less hygienist. We had 30 less doctor days. Uh, and uh, we did eight less full arch implant cases. Uh, so in theory, we didn't have a flat year, but we had a flat year. So And you did. And, you you know, your costs went up. Yep, absolutely. So if costs are going up and... Um, and I want my team to continue to make more. Down. So I'm not... Uh, look, I'm still making more than enough to be happy. But uh, this I, is I want, their careers, and absolutely. they're going to be working long after yeah. your 
right? Probably, I'm going to drop dead one day, but yeah. Yeah, but man, this is their career. So yeah. for you to have that thoughtfulness of, I need to make sure they're still provided for, that's the majority of what dentists are thinking is, I want to take care of everyone. They're my family, they're relationship guys, and they want to be taking care of everybody. So to do this, um, you got to bring in some outside people sometimes, yeah. and um, but you don't wait until it's spinning out of control. Look, I'll, I'll always argue to people that it is, is nothing wrong with bringing outside people in. And in fact, you almost always have to because as dentists, we are operating on our patients. We're doing the work on our patients. We can't we can't have eyes everywhere. Okay, so we got to have some leadership. We got to have some. uh, We have to have somebody you know holding us accountable as owners of the practice. So, Holly, thank you, and we'll have you back in a couple of months. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.